This is The Sean Prue Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. It sure is. I'm so happy you're here. It's an all new Sean Prue show here on Sirius XM Canada Talks channel 167. And we're going to put all the news and uh, chit chat and, 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 and focus on grimmer subjects or even a thought revolution aside. Uh, and we're going to do that thing we do every once in a while here on the Sean Prue show. Celebrate Canadian music. I've got my pals Glass Tigers Alan Frew coming on. Ivana Santilli is going to join us and the emerging rock band Chance of Rain, spelled R-E-I-G-N, that is, uh, are joining us a little while as well. Um, but first, I want to welcome my friend. I haven't seen him in, in so long. And one of the good things about doing this on Zoom is I get to see your smiling face. Billy Newton Davis is a junior, Juno Award winning singer songwriter. You know him from the Nylons. You know him from Celine Dion's, uh, the duet he did with her. Can't live with you. Can't live without you. Billy Newton Davis, you're looking mighty fine today. How are you? Well, I feel fabulous today. And you look wonderful as always. Thank Pretty you. And white, baby. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nod to my virginal side. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. I want to congratulate you. You've released a jazz EP called Have We Met? Yes. And it's high time. I've been waiting for you to do something like this. Very, very high time. Uh, when I started with the Kensington Market Jazz Festival, I guess it's like 2017, a few years ago, I was sitting down and I was chatting with Molly Johnson, who... Uh, runs it with her team and she started telling me about the things that I needed to do because I wanted to do some new recordings and it really all started with recording getting these recordings done getting some videos done getting the EPK done and it just uh, came at the right time of COVID like really really uh, I think that it's one of the one of the best things I've done um, I love the songs. I love the music. Um, and one of the things about it was that I would want to do those pieces every night mm. and relive moment after moment with it and not get bored. And, but really, it came at a very, very exciting time, even though this has been really the weirdest time. <laughs> the weirdest time, girl. For us, you know. Uh I um I want to ask you you know you've you've got a storied career you've won Junos you've duetted with Celine Dion as I mentioned uh, yeah. the Nylons of course um, internationally acclaimed um, group when you're looking for a project now or when you're wanting something uh, is is it something that comes along or are you seeking it out you, you well, mentioned I think it, the right time. I think the right time is always good and we don't always know what that is, but you've known me over the years and I continue to record. And I think that that's the wonderful thing that I still have that gift that God gave me uh, my voice and I feel good about my voice. So I just keep recording. I'm still recording. I just did some new music that I'm going to send to you later once it's very good. Uh, ready, to, ready to be out there. But I work with this uh, producer in Vancouver, a new young kid by the name of Cardano, and we and we did some great house. I love house. You know, I love house. Well, and the variety <laughs> you you've done house music before, and now you're turning yes. to to jazz. I want to um, play one of the songs, a snippet from it at least, um, yes. if we can. It's called All the Things You Are from the new jazz EP by, by Billy Newton Davis called Have We Met. Here it is.
Time and again I've longed for adventure Something to make my heart beat the faster What did I long for I never really knew Finding your love I found my adventure Touching your hand my heart beats the faster All that I want in all of this world is you I'd love to play the whole song. We don't have the time, but there's a taste of it. You're like fine wine, Billy. You, um, you've, you. I don't know if I've heard you sound better. You sound fantastic. Thank you. You've been in my life a long time with my work and my music, and I think about the galas and the parties that I've done, and a lot of it stems from that as well. Um, being able to entertain and sing, I think, is the biggest thing I can do. And if I can help raise some money for some charity work, mm. for some, some charities and some agencies that really need my help, you know I'm always there. I, I so do know. That, I've that, seen you at them, so many of them. Yeah, and that's a lot of it had to do with that, that I could bring this music to the table in all different genres, shapes, and styles, and sizes. <laughs> I wanted to ask you something um, on, a, on a personal level. You mentioned to me um, a long time ago, I, I don't even remember what year it was, I co-produced a documentary for Global TV called uh, Decades, Anything is Possible. And it was about the 20th anniversary of Canada's largest AIDS fundraiser called Fashion Cares, which started out as just a little nugget with a fashion community wanting to do something when their peers were dying of AIDS. And so 20 years later, we were looking at this entire epic gala and, and everything that was involved. And you were one of the stars of that documentary, um, the heart of the documentary, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we interviewed you for it. And you and, and yesterday I was talking to the, my co-producer, Ryan Lapidus, and he said, oh, you're seeing Billy tomorrow, say hi. And you said that, that you're not the same person you were back then. And I no. want to know what you mean by that. Well, I, I believe at the time, you know, I was still kind of drifting off of the Billy Newton Davis with the nylon stuff. But I think what I really want to chat about is the stigma of HIV and AIDS. And I mm. think that that was as much as I thought I was free and, and free thought about it and, and living with it. Uh, I was not. I still feel even with that show it brought more out of me about my life and about myself the stigma sean it, it it's just so heavy uh, the stigma of hiv aids believe it or not people are still not settled with it and you gave me an opportunity to talk about it and be it and i don't think i was living it out like i do now Oh, I'm so my glad partner to for 27 years who I never talked about and you know we, we did all kind of the basics uh, you know the the real kind of surface stuff mm. and there's just so much about it I mean it would take us a few more the whole show the whole how, show for you how now. are you how where do you sit now with the topic of stigma uh I want I want everybody to know that I'm HIV positive first of all and have been for many years with success 
and uh, not frightened or scared or ashamed of it. And I always want to convey the message to people now, just be out and be yourself. You'll save your life that way. Mm -hmm. You will cause yourself less uh, confusion and upset and, and downfalls and you, you lose your courage when you have those kinds of things going on. And, and do not accept the judgment of others. Don't, uh, don't accept it. You don't no. have to accept someone's judgment and, and don't, don't ever judge yourself either. You've done nothing wrong except for be a human being. I was um, lucky enough to be the chair of the 25th anniversary of the AIDS committee of the AIDS walk, the Scotiabank yeah. AIDS walk. That was about three or four years ago. And, and, uh, I was shocked working all summer at ACT, the AIDS Committee of Toronto, where a lot of the money goes uh, to see how much stigma still existed. People were self-stigmatizing and people yes. were receiving the stigma. And, and as, as somebody who has been blessed not to have allowed it in or yes. to have self-stigmatized, um, it shocked me. And so I'm glad you're speaking out about what stigma yeah. is and, uh, and how to deal with it, because look at you now. Oh. Look at you uh, now. It, well, just quickly, you know, I'm, I'm very involved with CANFAR. And uh, I was honored this year with a community award, arts award, and, and I was so honored. But more than anything, I was so honored to be there to share my voice and to give my gift and to talk about who we can be and who we really are. This stuff does not, it, it doesn't define me. Mm -hmm. And I do believe there was some gray areas, Sean, around it defining me and kind of holding me back and, oh, well, maybe I won't do that because it might not be good. And I'm now fighting for our rights as human beings to be. And that's all part of it. For and that's the last big frontier, I think, um, here in North America, anyway, where we're blessed to have um, care and medicine and mostly good health, not for everybody, but for the majority, um, they find um, good health in the end. And, and it's oh, and that one stigma. Good, oh, that's and one the final good thing, frontier. Home testing, the home testing thing. Mm. I wanted to, I'm sorry, I cut you off, but uh, fine. Huge. Yes. Huge, huge thing and wonderful. And for those who cannot still use their voice and need to find out about their own health and their bodies, we have that now. I'm getting the, um, the wind-up signal from my producer. Tell us okay. what's ahead for you. Uh, what's ahead is we're continuing on with this EP. We're going to do uh, six, six, seven more tunes. We're going to do a complete album. Uh, I'm looking at doing video logging of these pieces now, because I think that because of virtual and how we work, that the visual aspect of it all will just be fantastic. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing. Uh, I have some virtual shows coming up. I'm, Lovely. Uh, London. Yes. I'll let you know some things. Uh, uh, keep us, keep us surprised of what you're up to. Um, tell us well, your, your website and this is where you can download. Have we met? Go. Yes. It's billynewtondavis.com. You can get my story, my music, everything photos the gallery my life my concert listings everything <laughs> finally finally that is a big deal because i think i kind of just kind of skated around that so now i feel like a an adult 
a, you're a, a national treasure. You're no, you're no adults, but you're a national treasure. And, uh, and I'm so honored to have been in your life for so long. And thank you for coming on the show. I love you, Billy you. Davis. Love you, Sean. When we come back, someone else I love dearly, Ivana Santilli joins us here on the Sean Pru Show. We're, you're listening to Sirius XM Canada Talks, Channel 167. Glad you're here. You were perfectly formed for the season. You were wonderfully made. Marvelous, amorous, glorious, XM 167. I'm right here, and what you just heard um, fell into my inbox several months ago, and it's a cover of Joni Mitchell's classic song, Both Sides Now, sent to me by my friend Ivana Santilli, uh, who is a, a force of nature in the music business here in Canada. You might remember her from a trio called Bass is Bass, which we don't talk about anymore, and I refuse to... I will not pry any information about that from you. Again, this interview, Ms. Santilli joins us right now here on the Sean Proof Show. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm just thinking about the last thing you said. <laughs> well, do you remember you, you when I'm not going to bring this up? Um, no, you're bringing it up. Deep. You brought it up already. Let's go. Let's go. I'm not going to go deeper, but, but okay. I was pleased that you, were, you never talked about the reason why that band broke up. And you came on uh, this show in a previous incarnation at a different station, and I got it out of you. I got it. Oh out yeah, of you. yeah. I was kind about it. You were very kind about it, but okay. it was it was a it was a first because you were stubborn, and oh. we're not going to tell. Oh, we're going on the stubborn tip today. I got to tell. <laughs> I got you to tell. <laughs> well, oh, from one Leo to another. So um, that song, Both Sides Now, you recorded um, not for release particularly, but um, for a friend's father's funeral. Yes. Um, something I want to tell you about it. At first, when my friend asked me to sing it at the funeral, there were two things. One, I wanted to know why. Um, you know, when I listened to the lyrics, I felt like they were somber, right? Mm. In terms of... I really don't know life at all. I thought, is this something we should be singing at someone's funeral, right? And then my friend explained it, how he interpreted the lyrics. First of all, Joni Mitchell is, is one of the best singers, songwriters, and musicians ever, right? Mm -hmm. um, to think that she wrote that song at such a young age is incredible. Um, but my friend, what he explained to me was that he what she was saying about it was that there's a few ways to look at life. You know, there's the dream yes. aspect of it, the illusion aspect of it. And then there's all the disappointment aspects of it. And in going to sing that song when I was just learning it and preparing it, I found that it was really hard not to cry. I right? cried listening to it. Yeah. I cried listening to it the first time I played it. 
Yeah. Uh, you did a beautiful job of it. A beautiful job of it. I hope you do release it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, my friend, what I wanted to say is one of my, my friend, I asked him, I said, how, he's an actor, said, how do you propose I do this and not cry? Because I don't think I should cry. <laughs> and he said, think of it as we just need to lean on you for five minutes. Right. And that helped everything. It helped me go, this is just five minutes where I'm laying the bed down that they can lean on for this five minutes. Wow. And that it, it, it helped. It helped me understand what the purpose was because funerals are tough. They're tough and now. you sound very controlled in it. You don't sound as though uh, you were where you say you were when you were singing it, like a, a worried about how you would keep yourself together. Yeah, it was the, the preparation. preparation. I, love, I actually really appreciate preparation. Mm-hmm. You know, do you? Oh, yes. Um, I do like to keep it organic and yes. go in the moment and maybe fly by the seat of my pants a little bit yes um but uh but I, you have to have a um a foundation yes you have to have a foundation yes. um tell us um about the ups and downs of what you've chosen to do for your career at a time like this right now and just even in general, in an industry that eats its own almost. Mm-hmm. The ups and downs. I'm going to start with the ups, if you don't mind. And by the way, great question, as usual. Um, Thank you. The, the ups, when pandemic first hit, I, I believe that the fact that I've lived my adult life as an artist had me somewhat prepared for the concept of uncertainty, right? And I think artists are built that way because there is so much uncertainty in finances in whether people will like a song, whether a project that you've poured two years of your life into will connect. And just the concept of being able to survive uncertainty and and dance with it. That was the upside of it. Oh, I like that, dance with it. Yeah, the downside is there's so many how it's it, you mean what for what we've chosen as a living well yeah. that it's not considered essential mm. you know that it's mm-hmm. not considered essential that was that's something being out of work um i mean that's going to be the last thing that's going to come back to normal let's say would be performing and entertainment and um, gatherings that's going to be the last thing so what I will tell you is the pivot of it is where a lot of artists can find the creative use their creative juices to find the pivot and it's not easy the pivot of how to keep how to keep a roof over our heads how to keep food on the table that pivot requires a ton of creativity what do you say to uh, young artists then uh, uh, regarding what you've just said? We've got space this show at the end of the show for an emerging band. I wanted to give them a bit of a spotlight, um, some young guys, um, all very talented, and but new, green. What, what would you say to them? What's your best advice? Oh, boy. Okay. It isn't unless it is. I've got three pieces of advice. Surround yourself with people who like what you do, 
but don't like everything you do. Mm. Because what then you mean you'll by get, it isn't, but until it is. It is. I, I think I know what you mean, but yeah, yeah. Tell me. I you, mean, tell me. Like, I think you mean um, uh, it's the, unless the check's in your hand, unless you've got the signature on the paper, it's not a done. All unless of it, you, and also there's an element of dreaming in this, which dreaming is part of it, but there's also a part of also being realistic, that is important. Mm. Um. And I'll, I'll give the advice that my father has given me. And it really sometimes really helps humble, humble me. Um, he said, everyone will cheat you. It's just a matter of how much. Like mm. someone will go to the store. If you give someone $5 to go to the store to buy you a bag of chips, some people will bring you the whole, all the change back and maybe just use a penny, right? But then some people won't even give you the change back. Right. You know, just the concept of being mindful. I know it sounds negative, but no, it's because also- those are the that that tells you information about people that that's that's life lessons right there. I don't think it's mm-hmm. it's it's negative at all. You speak of, of dreams, and you've got uh, something that you co-wrote and collaborated on in, uh, mm. in two thousand called Remini Dream. Yes. Uh, yeah it was uh, last year it was last year i mean when a year passes through pandemic it it goes long but it also goes by quickly um it's a tribute to leah remini and dreamhampton tell us about that yes i was really taken by both documentaries of both women uh the scientology and the aftermath that leah remini is doing the documentary series i think she's Mm -hmm. on season three and very very taken aback by Dream Hampton's um, Surviving R. Kelly. I'm sorry, I don't actually remember the names of the documentaries, but they did documentaries exposing the abuse. Surviving R. Kelly was was the name of it, yeah. Yeah, and what I found at the time when I was watching them, it really seriously affected me in the sense of, it's amazing how much, especially the R. Kelly situation, how, how much I remember in about 2000, how these things were talked about as jokes. Like they were, yes. and, and you know, the furthest I went with it was just, I would just never dance to an R. Kelly song. If everyone, it was a wedding or an event or something, I would get off the floor. That's just, yeah. it just never felt right to me. And I also never really thought that anything would be done about it because the conversations were more like, oh, you can't touch him. You know, that's, he's protected. And why, how I came about this song and Digo, um, he's a legend in the UK. He's one of the innovators of drum and bass and broken beat. He asked me to write a song and I said, what tone do you want? Cause he sent me the beat and he said, I'd like you to maybe you to deliver something hopeful. And that's what I found in what they did. I felt like they started a revolution. I mean, I know there's been all kinds of revolutions but it really seemed to pick up steam because of how many people it affected and that's what a wave is a wave is a bunch of people getting together to move something together because you you can't change the world and i don't i believe that we can i believe that we can too Uh, drea kelly uh r kelly's ex-wife was on this this show after the um surviving r kelly documentary and you talk Mm -hmm. about hope 
And that's a woman who uh, filled her life with it, despite everything she'd been through, including almost trying to kill herself. And uh, it was interesting because she has managed to create a life anew for herself that's filled with love and raise those children that she had with him um, in under the, the the glare of the media spotlight in a beautiful way. So when you talk yeah. about hope and that that's that's um, that dovetails beautifully. Let's have a, a listen to this song. It's called Remini Dream. To get to the shore, so many voices carry, many faces stepping row by row. sound terrific <laughs> i'm so jealous you. you sound terrific i wish i could say <laughs> i have no voice to speak of and, and there are certain um, people and it usually ends up being women you're one of them where when i hear them sing i'm like i'd, I'd want to sing like Ivana santilli that's Aww. who i would want to sound like yeah you I'm sound so terrific glad to to this <laughs> <laughs> Your label brand recordings, uh, owned by yours truly, not by me, but by you, 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 uh, is selling um, Brown on vinyl for its 22nd anniversary. Um, tell us about that. Well, also, did you notice that I wrote 22nd anniversary? Because when you're independent, you, it's every year ever counts. happens on time. Hmm? Yeah, every year counts. Every year counts. It's not a 15 year anniversary. It's not a 20. And also the printing the vinyl took a really long time. So I had wanted to release it for a certain anniversary, but it took about six months longer, right? So um, I'm really proud of that because the vinyl of Brown sounds exactly as I had originally intended when I recorded the songs. It's mm. brought back the warmth because when we pressed everything on CDs, the highs and the trebles were just limitless. So there's a lot of sharp, sounds and I don't like a lot of treble I've always liked mids and low tones so the I mean, that's the nerdy aspect of me but it's just it sounds good it looks good and I own it and I will say one quick thing without getting into the long story of it but uh the earnings for brown on cd were misappropriated by page distribution and I was never paid for that record so now I when people make orders to my shop, I get the funds for my record. Tell us where your shop is located. It's ivanasantilli.com slash Two L's slash yes, shop. Ivana Santilli. So you lift on one L and you drop on the second. <laughs> Do you know, um, autocorrect keeps making, I've typed your name so many times, it keeps changing it to Ivanka and I want to punch the computer. Oh, that's <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm getting the wind up. It's time for us to depart. I love yes. seeing you. I love you so much. Hey, I want to tell you something. I'm writing for film right now. Oh, tell us real quick. Really quick? Oh, you're getting the wind up. Andrew, <laughs> by the way, I love where you cut the song. Awesome. 
he, he really he, he knows what he's doing you guys are pro um i'm writing a, a my, this is my first film score for an indie art film in new york I just well to done you. will you come back on and tell us about it when it's all out sure yes please yes love seeing you love Me seeing too. you thanks for coming i'm glad you're well we need i'm to well Yes, yeah. we will. We'll catch up. Okay. All right, you got the Sean Pru show. We've got my pal Alan Fru from Glass Tiger coming on after this break. You're listening to Sirius XM Canada Talks Channel 167. Perfectly formed for the season. You were wonderfully made. Marvelous, amorous, glorious, victorious. You have a purpose and a reason. You were perfectly formed for the season. You were wonderfully made. Marvelous Welcome back to the Sean Prue Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. Here's Sean Prue. Here I am, and my next guest needs no introduction. He's the lead behind Glass Tiger Band, beloved around the world. Alan Frew joins us now. Mr. Frew. Hello, my friend. How are it's you? Nice to see you. I'm well, thank you. I'm well. Uh, congratulations on Hey Jude, uh, oh, the single that you guys have released. Yeah. I wanted to ask you why that song, why the Beatles, why now? Uh, well, it really, it, it, didn't, uh, it didn't originate on my end. What happened was there's a, a couple of young uh, remix artists from the East Coast. They are known as Pineal and Loeb. And Glass Tiger re released a single a couple of years ago called uh, This Is Your Life. And the boys uh, heard it and they did a remix of it, which is, was really cool. This Is Your Life by Glass Tiger. Cut to the chase uh, mid last year, they then contacted me and they said that they were going to do a remix of the Beatles Hey Jude. And they felt that I was the voice ah. for it. And uh, I mean, I grew up with the Beatles and I used to emulate John and Paul. So it was a no brainer for me. So they did a, a really cool remix of Hey Jude and I, I did the vocals. We just had uh, Ivana Santilli on and she's done a, a, a cover of Joni Mitchell's Both Sides now. Ah. And I would imagine it was an intimidating process. You grew up playing, pretending you were John and Paul in the Beatles. So when it comes around to doing their song justice, does it, does, is there any, I mean, you've been around and done so much, but still, is there any kind of, not intimidation, but sense of must do yeah. good job? Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. You, have to, you have to do the song justice, even if you're going to mess with the arrangement a little bit. I mean, a few years ago, I put out a complete CD of 80s, covers i think i came down and saw you actually yes you're at on for 80 that. to 90 rewind and it took me weeks like i would do the vocals and do the vocals and it wasn't until i decided i'll go back to the beginning again and do my own song someday which was going to be part of it because you have you have to own it if you're going to do a peter gabriel song or a madonna madonna or whatever <laughs> you, you have to own it yes uh so it's not always necessarily that you sound like them, but you have to do it justice. The Beatles, I was a way more confident because, you know, I do have that McCartney-esque 
Lennon-esque kind of a tone to my voice naturally. Mm. And uh, even in my writing as a young younger man, my chord structures and stuff were very Beatlesque. So I'd know, I'd know, I, I probably, I think I did that vocal right off the top, like finished and done and I don't know, half an hour, something like that in the studio. And we mixed it and that was it. Last time I saw you, you've got an Instagram show called Through the Looking Glass. And I came yeah. on and, and we had a, a chat then. What's COVID been like for you since well, then? Well, the only thing um, I, I miss, well, my family's a little uh, fragmented because my wife and daughter are over in Europe. And my wife doesn't want to do the COVID traveling, I, you know, uh, quarantining back and forth. She wants to be me and my daughter. So I've done the Italian trip a couple of times and I've got another one coming up. I do the traveling. Uh, so that's a little different. I'm here um, on my own for, for uh, long periods of time. But that being said, I'm very good at being isolated. I don't particularly need to go anywhere. I do miss the fact that I can't go swim. I like to swim all the time. Mm. That's closed down. So what do I do? I write. I'm working on a script with a friend. I'm working on my artwork. I've been painting and drawing. Um, I'm developing um, a pilot for a little TV show sort of based on, on uh, the idea of my podcast, Through the Looking Glass. I'm just staying busy, pal. Uh, I don't go anywhere. I just stay busy. Uh, we've got space on uh, the show for an emerging uh, band. They're coming on uh, after we're done speaking with you. And I wonder, they're, they're young, talented guys, each of them. I wonder what advice, sage advice, you'd give them from seasoned band member to a new band. What would you say to them in this time that we're living in? Well, there's, there's not much I could ever tell them. Um, and especially in this oversaturated uh you know there's just such an abundance of stuff bombarding us uh on the airwaves now because as long as you've got an iphone and a voice or an iphone and a guitar in your hand you know everybody thinks they can do it uh i also don't know the availability in normal times being able to play live anymore i mean if there were no covid uh, I used to be able to play an abundance of bars when I was a young up-and-comer. I think those have diminished. So the only thing I would probably, the first thing that comes to mind uh, would be things like, regardless of how it's done, how it's presented, it's all about the song. It's all about the song. Um, you know, if I putting out one good single today, one really great single. And I would spend a dollar recording a song and $10 marketing it, you know? So it's about getting your song out there. And uh, it doesn't matter whether it was 1965 or 2021, it's all about the song. Then, um, you know, you, you, you need some good people around you. If you can find some mentors or good, good, clever management or PR people, um, you, it really, really helps. 
but other than that, I'm, I'm actually, I'd love to learn from them when it comes to social media uh, Interesting. And, and, and trying to be an artist. Speaking of good songs, let's go back to Hey Jude for a second. And I want to play you uh, listening at home or in your car, uh, a, a snippet of Hey Jude, uh, Alan Frew, Glass Tiger style. Let's go. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better. Hey Jude, don't be afraid. You were made to. Listening wow, to your music, can still sing. <laughs> he can still sing, and you know what? It it, it really is um, the perfect song for you to sing because it, it fits you so well. What what when you listen back to a song as you just did, you think what? Are you criticizing yourself as you listen? Or are you yeah? You are you patting yourself on the back? Yeah, <laughs> you've got to be careful of that. You could always go back and uh, and read. That's why I'm not very good at producing myself. I need someone on the other side. So because I've you're never people. done otherwise. I, I'll never stop. Yeah. You know, I'll never stop. So I need someone to say, you got it, move yeah. on. Um, for me, that would be Sam Reed from Glass Tiger and then my personal assistant, uh, Sean Andrews. They both produce me and they tell me when to shut up. <laughs> What haven't you done that you're you're wanting to do at this point and stage in your career? Um, write a script that gets picked up. Yeah, I'm working on something with a friend out of Los Angeles, and we're really pleased with it, and we're going to show up it. And you're working uh, on a script about a nurse who became a rock star once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and 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 do do it with Annie Lennox. Oh gosh, that I'd love to see here. That would be amazing. So if you know anybody that knows Annie, give her a shout. <laughs> I'll get in touch. I'll get in touch. It's a joy to see you. Thank you, you for friend. coming on the show, Alan Frew from Glass Tiger. Uh, listen to his new song, Hey Jude. Anywhere you get your music. And uh, when we come back, we've got an emerging band called Chance of Rain. We're giving space to here on the Sean Prue Show, Sirius XM Canada Talks, Channel 167. We'll be right back. Glad you're here. You were wonderfully made, marvelous, amorous, glorious, victorious. Welcome back to the Sean Prue Show on Canada Talks. Here's Sean Prue. 
Here I am, and we're doing that thing we do uh, here on the Sean Prusha every once in a while. We're celebrating Canadian music and musicians. Uh, if you're just joining us, you've missed three powerhouses. We've had uh, Vanna Santilli was on, Billy Newton Davis was on, and Alan Frew from Glass Tiger just left the studio, the Zoom studio in COVID times. And if you um, want to hear those chats, you can do that anytime on demand using the SiriusXM app or uh, visit SeanPrew.com after the broadcast to hear the podcast. Now I want to introduce you to a band you probably haven't heard of. They're an emerging band called Chance of Rain. R-E-I-G-N is how we spell rain. Chance of Rain. And I wanted to create some space on a show celebrating Canadian music for some up-and-comers. And so I welcome to the show Hunter Martin, Ryan Clark, Clark Carter Wiga, and Matteo Vena. Uh, all part of of Chance of Rain. How are you guys today? Doing, well. doing good, you? Doing great. Doing very well. Congratulations on what you're doing. Um, your song's getting a bit of attention. Uh, you're, it's called Addicted to the Energy. We're going to play that in a minute for people. And you're working on a second signal, a single called Lonely Mind. Hunter, yes. uh, you're the lead. That's I want right. to ask you about uh, how that goes when you're working with three other mates and you're the, a lot of the focus is on you as lead. How's that been so far? Well, honestly, so far, I haven't really felt like the lead because we haven't been doing much performances. It's all been writing that we've been doing uh, due to COVID and everything. We can't really find a lot of gigs to play at. So right. most of it's been writing, which we tend to do, all four of us. So I don't really find myself as a lead in this. If anyone would be the leader here, I, I would say it's Ryan. Uh, he's our guitarist, and he's the one who usually is the leader of the, the band. Ryan, you're a self-taught uh, musician, and you got your first paying gig after a chance meeting at a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it was kind of a coincidence because uh, it was the first Red Hot Chili Peppers gig that I ever went to. And we were supposed to be all the way back in the back. And my mom last second got front row seats. And <laughs> you know, my mom, she's, a very I know your mom. Yeah. She's it a very, very Zoe. Yeah. So she's very chatty and she started talking to the people next to us who introduced themselves and they offered us to play when I was, must've been 14, 13 at a time to play at a festival up in Lucknow, Ontario. Um, and it, yeah, that's how, that's how it started for us for our first paying gig. Carter uh, Viga, you're a competitive snowboarder at the international level as well. You're a self-taught musician from the age of 10. How old are you now? I'm 17 now. Let me ask you this. Um, uh, Alan Frew, I was just uh, interviewing him, of course, Glass Tiger, uh, beloved around the world as a band. He says, um, I was asking everybody a bit of advice for you guys. He says that you want to spend $1 on the song and make it really, really about the song, make your band about the song, the song, the song, and then $10 on the promotion of that. When you hear that, you think what? Law is social media. Yep. You know, I think that definitely there's a lot of worth in putting a lot of money in advertising and because there's so many good musicians nowadays that it really comes down to how well you can advertise your music and, you know, how well how popular I can get on all those streaming platforms. Matteo Vena. It's funny to say Vena because my, my mother's name is Vena and it's spelled the same way, but Mate it's pronounced Mateo both ways. is it? 
Yes, it is. People have actually called me, oh, you're Matteo Vina. So I, I go both ways. You go both ways. You're a Berkeley Music undergrad and a regional arts program high school student. Um, you have six professional endorsements. You are the youngest multi-endorsed drummer in Canada. Explain to people what that means. So basically, um, an endorsement is when a company decides to represent you as a musician and you kind of have to do the same. So you, if you represent them and this company will basically, um, you know, like represent you, they'll like give you um, like, uh, like advertising kind of like that. And then you'll do the same thing for them. So it's really like just a back and forth. They do something for you and you do something for them. Ryan, what's special about Chance of Rain? Um, what I think is so special about Chance of Rain is the fact that we're always here and writing music, but it's not just writing music, it's writing honest music. And that's something that really sticks with me is that the four of us, you know, we, we have a connection and when we get together, it's, it's, it's an easy process to write. And the, and like I said, the biggest thing for me is writing honest music. And I think Chance of Rain, we do that really well. Addicted to the Energy is your first single. Uh, well, let's play it now, but Hunter, tell us about it before we do. All right, so Addicted to the Energy uh, was an idea that was presented to us by Carter, and then we sort of brought it in and brought our own little flair to it. Each of us uh, put in some little things that we thought would help it and make it better. Um, but the main idea was, was Carter. He was the one who came up with it, and it's just a really high-energy song that would be really good to play live. I'm, I'm so excited to eventually get to play it live because I can one just day. see it. Yeah, one Carter, day. Carter, uh, since this was, was an idea of yours, tell us a bit about it from your point of view. Yeah, it's. I just remember kind of feeling really good one day in my basement and uh, picked up the gar guitar and started playing a couple chords and a couple melodies just seemed to find its way into my head. And uh, oh yeah, it's just like Hunter said, it's a really upbeat song and I just felt you know really happy and it just kind of all came together pretty quickly all right let's hear a sample of addicted to the energy by chance of rain I love it. <laughs> Sorry to cut in. I really love it a lot. This Thank isn't you. even my genre of, of music that I would normally listen to. It's a terrific song. It's really, 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 really good. Thank you. Thank you. Good job, Thank guys. Thank you very much. Thank yes, you. yes, yes. What, uh, I'll, I'll start with you, Hunter. I'm going to ask you each the same question. What's your fondest dream for yourself? 
Um, for myself, in terms of my career, I'm hoping to become a music producer and sound engineer. Uh, but I also would really love to be a part of this band for long term and, and just be able to write music and play music for as many people as I can. That would be another goal as well. Carter, what about you? I think just being able to play music for the rest of my life and, you know, being happy playing music and, you know, being able to support myself um, and have a career in music would be huge. So, yeah, mm. just to keep playing music. I want you to listen to um, the whole show and I want you to listen to the advice that's a little abstract but really powerful from Ivana Santilli um, when you get a chance because what you just said, uh, she's got some advice for you on for that. Sure. Mateo, what about you? Yeah, I mean, same thing really. I just want to create, write, and just play music for as long as I live. Mr. Ryan Clark. Yeah, like I am. Um, I remember when you were, were, were a baby. It's so weird to be interviewing you on my show now. <laughs> yeah, no, like I am. Um, I honestly, I, I've, I've always had something for the guitar. And whenever I am down and or, or happy, I pick it up and play. And so if I'm able to do that and let myself express my emotions through that instrument, then I think my dreams and goals would be to keep on doing that for the rest of my life. Where can people find you, follow you? Give us some uh, intel there. Yeah, so um, on, on Instagram, you can find us at Chance of Rain, um, like a band. If you just search up Chance of Rain, it'll come up. And you can also find us on Facebook and our YouTube and Twitter, all just Chance of Rain. R-E-I-G-N. R-E-I-G-N, yes. Yes. Uh, all right. So when do you start your uh, second signal or you're in, in virtual studio now? And what's that like to uh, try and make a single happen virtually? Yeah, so I, uh, I first would like to thank Claudio uh, Vena, who is our producer, for helping us with this. Because the way the process works for us is we send him our idea. We've, we record like a little demo or something. One of us will probably record it. And then he gets back to us with some ideas that he has for it. And then we start to record part by part. Um, he'll send us a click to record to. Usually it's either a guitar or sometimes drums that record first. And then we just add on to it from there. And it's usually I'm usually the last one to add uh, the vocals in uh, once we have the whole rest of it set already. And that's how the process has been so far for the first single and the second one, Lonely Mind Now. I guess, um, and tell me if I'm wrong, um, Matteo, I guess given the fact that you don't have a lot to compare it too that this process hasn't been too um unsettling or something to get used to yeah yeah i mean i, I don't have anything to compare it to so yeah you are right all right guys i wish you the best of luck i want to thank you hunter ryan mateo and carter for coming on the show um, love that first song. So keep going, keep doing what you're doing. I want to say thank you to Billy Newton Davis, Alan Frew, and Ivana Santilli as well for coming on the show. This is the Sean Prue show over and out for another week. Until next weekend, I wish you peace and love. Uh...